0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Gay Show with the Kings, a pro wrestling podcast. I am Justin, here with Meals, the former birthday boy, Meals, Meals. the artist, the the birthday boy from Meals.
1: I was formerly 32. I'm now 33. Um, I feel, I've been thinking that I was 34 for like at least a week. Even today, I got it messed up again. I was like, no, I'm 33, fuck. I keep got to say that I am in my um, if, if I'm 33, this is my Roman Reigns defeats the undertaker year. So uh, <laughs> this is my. Girl. my girl. what year is this for you? What year is coming up for you? Am I 35? That's a good question.
0: Are you? <laughs> Hold on. Am I 35? I like, I, I'm confused. I like, I get confused, and sometimes my I think that's because I'm getting old.
1: Yeah, you know? it don't really matter anymore at this point, right? Like, yeah, remember... I'm 35, I'm
0: about to be WrestleMania okay.
1: 36. You're about to be WrestleMania 36. Wow, <laughs> yeah. shut down for COVID. <laughs> yep, I <laughs> place in
0: a small gym. <laughs>
1: AJ Styles versus The Undertaker in a Boneyard match year. Yep, that's me. Um, well, I, I, feel, I feel good at 36. That's what I see. That's what I was saying too. Like all my friends, because I used to work in a college and I have a lot of friends of various age groups. And it's like, you're so fucking old. I'm like, listen, I'm just somebody got to turn 33.
0: Like I'll be. Hey, hey, uh, you're so <laughs> old. How much money you got? <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to I'm going to say, how much money you got?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. All right. I'm well, gonna be no, no, no. I just be like, listen, you'd feel you'd feel bad if you didn't turn 33. Like you'd be tight if you never made it to 33.
0: <laughs> you'd be you'd be mad as hell in heaven, bro. I'd be mad
1: as a motherfucker. <laughs> I'd be mad as hell, bro. I'd be mad as hell if I didn't make it. So yes, every day is a blessing. Um, I'm off this week. I'm trying to. Uh... I had so many things planned, and I planned it too late. So now I don't get to do any of them. <laughs> last week
0: you said that last week you said that you didn't like like you wanted to plan stuff in advance. like did any of that come to fruition or is it just slated by year?
1: So I remember I was like initially what I did was initially, okay, I wanted to plan out say let me see if I could get a massage or something along those lines. and I looked at the dates and I was like, oh, okay, I can schedule this later. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I try to schedule it later. It is way past this week, um, the next opening. So I was just like, you know what? Maybe I won't do that this week. Maybe I'll do something else, maybe. But I, I have this weird thing where I like my own company. So it's very tough for me to plan to do things with people. Um, so that's a hurdle I'm trying to get across or, or get past because I need to interact with people. But um, other than that, I mean, I'm just chilling. I'm kind of just like do you, the, uh,
0: do you feel as though the pandemic kind of like made you like that? Uh,
1: yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I was before that. I had so many birthday things that I planned mm-hmm. and I haven't done anything. <laughs> since yeah, the pandemic. Yeah. I can see that. <laughs> I, can, I, I,
0: I can see that people being like, hey, like I'm in my own bubble. I'm in my own shell i like and it people this way
1: grown their own yeah and people have grown their own separate ways and stuff like that like when you go out of contact with people like you realize a lot of people especially like when i worked at a college and when i went to college like a lot of people were your friends just based on necessity of them just being in proximity rather um like i would see them every day say what's up to them every day but then you like graduate or you leave your job or something along the line and you never really talk to them again um so I was trying to teach that to the, the students that I had in my old job. I was like, listen, some of these people are really not going to be here <laughs> for the rest of year. So if you dub in this party, it's fine. Like, you're probably not going to see them after you graduate, if you want to be honest with you. Um, let's see. What have I done? I went to, so I'm trying to look for a spring jacket because winter is just all, but <laughs> just fucking
0: rain here. here. Richard?
1: listen i'm there's yeah it's not really it's not really springing i mean winter we have a few gusts like we're gonna have like a 22 degree day like later this week but realistically like it was 60 degrees yesterday (laughs) it's february it was 60 degrees on my birthday it was it's just not really wintering so i'm trying to look for a spring jacket i'm trying to really like where do I want to go? How do I want to get this? How do I want to look? Like, has your let me ask you this, your own personal fashion. Do you feel like it's evolved over like the last like five, six years or so?
0: I feel like it's devolved where it's like I, and I was talking to Josh about this too. I was like, I'm I'm very like still kind of like dressed the way that we dress back um back home. Like I'm very mm-hmm. like like skateboard chic. Like I'm very like I've like moved over to sweats and pants now and yeah. low top sneakers and hoodies. And it's like, I'm not like when I'm really feeling it, I'll put some designer shit on, but I'm very much like comfort wear. I put jeans on last week <laughs> and my wife was like, what should I change? And I was like, what? <laughs> Why would you change? she was like, because That's I look, I look she was like I look underdressed. I was like, no, you're not underdressed. It's just that I, I put a pair of pants on that. Like, they weren't, and it was funny. I was like, "These pants are not big enough not not in terms of like they don't fit me, but they're like the at the at the legs, they're not big enough no more." Yeah, the
1: the style has changed. We're back to the straight leg, a little bit loose type of thing now, where everything yeah. used to be like a little bit tapered and skinny at the at the bottom before, for sure.
0: Yeah, like I'm, I, I was like, "This isn't comfortable," but I was like, "You know what? I spent a lot on these jeans, so I'm going to wear them today." And I I like wearing them, you know what I mean? But it was also like. You no, know, my I'm very much like, kind of wait, roll out of bed and and go with whatever, and I think that works for me now. I'm trying to get my YouTube, uh, my my YouTube relationship couple beard. It's almost done, so the 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 channel is coming. It's coming.
1: I can tell you, yesterday I was in Soho. I can't tell you how many essential <laughs> essentials. Is it essentials or essential? Essentials. Um, yeah, I'm about to get that too.
0: Just for, just yeah. to let y'all, 2023, I'm about to get off that too. It's, it's too yeah. much.
1: It's, it was ev- like everyone, like every, like maybe like 20 people I passed by had one. And I was like, damn, like, this is, this is what we're doing. Like this is, the this issue, is. The issue with
0: essentials, right. Is that people okay. are, people are substituting that with knowing how to dress. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I lying though? Like No, think, you're not. They can throw that like I'll put my centrals on in the airport. I'll put it mm-hmm. on to go run to go run errands and just to be around the house.
1: People are that's their fit. <laughs> that's their I fit. I think it's cuz of the cost. Like they, I think they associate cost with like style. It's and, cheap. Yeah. Um and I think you don't really I never really like to do that. I like to mix and match a lot of stuff. If I can find something for cheap, I'll definitely wear it. But if I can find something with a little bit more quality, I'll definitely buy that too. Like my days of like in college wearing H&M shit are over, 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 over. It was over a long time ago. So now I try to get a little bit more like, you know, stuff that quality, like pristine quality. Um, No offense to anyone who wears H&Ms or shops there and stuff like that. It's just not for me anymore. Don't get me stuff from there. There's a funny story about someone getting me something from H and M, and it not working out after that. But <laughs> wow. all right. Um, <laughs> but um, nah, I would say that like that. I feel like that's my where I'm at too. Like I have a lot of cargos and sweatpants and and it's just jeans. Comfortable. I don't even wear jeans anymore, to be honest with you.
0: And and that's another thing that I feel like COVID kind of brought to us was that like, eh. Let's, let's do leisure wear. Let's do lounge wear. You working from home, nigga? You know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. Dental. Who are you doing what are we, who are we <laughs> here to impress? You know. <laughs> I get. I got three good pair of denim. That's all you need, and I, they go everywhere. Right. I need to run back. Run that back. All my pants are from pre-COVID. Like all my jeans are from pre-COVID. I need new jeans. Yeah, you just tried, need. Um, what did I try getting? No, I'm not even gonna say I don't want to blow up this spot. Someone who recommended me a pair of jeans and it was not the it didn't work out like at all. Yeah, some no, no. They recommended me by I think it was Calvin Klein jeans. I'm not gonna blow up their spot of who it is because we, we both not know
0: the person. CKs. Uh-uh.
1: I, yeah, uh-uh. It, it just it didn't work out. It didn't work out. I didn't okay, return me. them neither, so now they just weird.
0: Yeah, see. You nah, not not no Cks. Uh
1: uh. I'm I'm, I'm I'm cut out. Make them shorts.
0: I would like to see you wear shorts. I've never seen you wear shorts.
1: I've worn shorts. I wear shorts all the time, bro. I'm wearing shorts right now. I wear shorts all the time. Does
0: your legs match?
1: Um, No, my legs are fucking massive.
0: (laughs) All right. Yeah. No. I mean it's it's really just i'm i'm chill i'm chill mode I'm, I'm 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 like dog dad mode you know what i mean i'm i'm getting prepped you know what i'm saying i put together two cabinets i showed you the picture of it uh over I the saw. weekend
1: how long did i take you
0: uh the first one it took me about because it was the first time building it so it was like i had to i built i, got, I went to ikea and there's these really cool they're called the rudsta and I, I use them for my models because i was uh, i had like a little storage unit or like a little uh framing unit before mm-hmm seen the black print videos you'll see what i'm talking about when you see the one this week you'll see that i changed it but it didn't fit everything you can't you couldn't like properly display there was stuff in the back that you couldn't see you know what i mean like there was just a bunch of stuff you couldn't see so i bought one that could properly display the work that i've been doing and um i installed lights in it so there's lights in it right now um, yeah i'm on that i'm on
1: that now listen (laughs) revolutionary (laughs) builder (laughs) renaissance you're in your renaissance period man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> man? As a as a man, <laughs> as, as a, a man, as a man, you should be. How's your custom table coming along? I've been listening to the shows. How's that coming along?
0: Oh, the the um, which
1: one? What? Which one? Wow. Okay. Um, I got a
0: I got a I got a custom coffee table downstairs. I got to show you the picture of it. Um, I had someone build a, a coffee table downstairs.
1: Yeah, I need to see that.
0: Yeah, it's. Dope. I'll, I'll send you a picture of it. I, um. It's, it's it's amazing. It, it really is amazing. And and my, my wife designed it, and, he, and the guy who designed it did a, a spectacular job. He designed the table that we see on Blackprint, too, that we have everything on. It's like a custom mm. table. It's like marble on the top, um, perfect size, just beautiful. Like, I, I'm really into stuff like that now. Like, I'm, I'm into having, like, custom things.
1: Look at that. We're a different wrestling podcast. We're,
0: <laughs> we're just different.
1: It's just a, a maturing.
0: Yeah, growing, maturing. My 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 thing right now is my wife like stop buying gray sweatpants. <laughs> oh. I mean You could I mean, never have two I'm looking at a pair of gray sweatpants right now that I
1: need. Yeah. It's the the thing with well, I know she knows. But it's, it's really, to me, it's the neutral color that just... And the fact it goes with so many other different things is why I get it.
0: Everything. You know? It's that like, natural. Like, the natural color. Like, it's, like, khakiish color. Like, that goes well. Yeah, we Some fashion kind of tips today. And I appreciate Ooh. that. Because I feel like if you go to another show, they got Jordans that don't look right. Let me stop.
1: All right. Uh, <laughs> we go, listen, man. you go a couple shows down. Go find some nasty fits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um.
0: Let's let's uh let's hit um let's hit Patreon really quick because there is something I actually do want to talk to you about that I feel like has been a a topic in the chat and I want to get your your views on it too. So let's go to let's go to Patreon. All right, all right. right. We're back again on the A Show. It mm-hmm. was huge weekend. Lots of drama, lots of emotions, lots of stuff going on in Montreal, in Montreal and out of Montreal, if you want me to be honest with you. There was a lot of stuff going on.
1: (laughs) I feel like this past weekend had a really big feel to it. And you can kind of tell WWE is in this major upswing right now, like a crazy upswing because the mere fact, that Elimination Chamber, could feel the way it did going into it, to me, is, is only something you can do when the stars align. But realistically, I guess this is only something that Triple H could pull
0: off. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, I mean, we went into a B pay-per-view, for all intents and purposes, a B pay-per-view, and came out of it like that was... Yeah. And it came off as, to me, and I think it'll still be up there, Mills. I th- It came off to me as one of the best pay-per-views of the year, and I think it, I think it will still be on my list um toward the end of the year
1: i i agree as well like it's a and we never say this about elimination chamber pay-per-view because it's such a it's a misnomer yeah it's like it's something that just happens and you kind of got to deal with it it's like okay okay, we got to name some number one contenders and we got to have a couple matches and we're on the build to wrestlemania and it's really just a stop and you know if there was fast lane there it'd be even worse but
0: yeah i mean wwe announced today uh, that th- this year's Elimination Chamber uh, was the highest-grossing, most-viewed Elimination Chamber in company history. He- this-, this is a string. This is a string from Survivor Series all the way up of events that are most watched.
1: SummerSlam, baby. SummerSlam. Yeah.
0: Um. The- and the streak continued here. Um. Viewership saw a 54% increase versus last year's record in 2022. Largest gate for any WWE uh, WWE event held in Montreal. Largest gate in the history of Elimination Chamber. Roman Reigns' legacy continues like like there's there's no doubt right Mills that he's he's gonna end up as like the greatest ever at this point
1: no nah, there's there's no doubt in our mind like we're watching greatness currently in in all facets and forms there's no one who can deny this to be honest with you and i think roman Reigns, if Roman reigns ended his career tomorrow he would be one of the goats for sure
0: right and and it's it's really crazy to see that like just just the numbers that he's got garnering and and i'm not and that's not too um shit on or 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 kind of lessen or minimize Sami Zayn's impact on this as well. But right. um for them to come back to Montreal after such a long time and give them something like this, it makes sense. They said um this broke the all time event merchandise record. There were so many Montreal shirts, like Montreal based shirts the KO
1: had one and he wasn't even on the fucking show.
0: He had his own you know,
1: Montreal shirt. They they broke the attendance for Elimination Chamber most people in Montreal in that bell center from the night before right <laughs> we just smackdown broke the record initially because they've had they've only had about four pay-per-views there and i remember this because i've been listening to ariel hawani all fucking week at this point um they've only had the first pay-per-view was survivor series 1997 which we all know how it went yeah um so second pay-per-view is no way out 2003 which you guys Just note that it's coming up real soon. If you're, if you know, you know. Um, and then Breaking Point 2009, who is, all right, whatever. Um, but this, this felt, I feel like WWE has never really, as much times as, as as heralded as the Montreal screw job and all these other, they never really had that guy from Montreal. And now you have two of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, who are on the, the biggest runs of their career. And, um, this was this was incredible.
0: Canada wanted it. They they really wanted it, man. Um they were whew, they were they were hot all all week. Uh and 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 they were ready for it. And I think that what what's like so cool about it is that it just felt natural. It wasn't it wasn't like a Brock Lesnar match. It was someone from there. And they they really they really wanted that that thing to happen and um we got it we saw smackdown on friday
1: they through can we go through smackdown a little bit because there is definitely i feel like there's a through line between all three shows except for raw raw was kind of but um raw was very like to me like <laughs> oh yeah we got 6 more weeks until this shit um but smackdown i feel like had a lot of like improvement and forward stuff like they were we're thinking Past elimination chamber with a few of these things that happened on SmackDown this week for sure. Yeah,
0: for a couple of programs.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. For a couple um, of programs,
0: uh, you had you had Bray Wyatt come out and say something. They got immediate- this
1: is man's Uncle Howie, I was like, what? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, What? Wait, is he? What is he now? What? What is he now? This is man's. Like, is he? A, is he a face or a wait, what? I felt as though he came back as a face. I don't know what the fuck
1: happened. <laughs> I was like, "Yo, did I miss something?" Like he came out is his man's he out there, like picking him up in the back. They about to do TikTok dances together and shit like that. I'm like, "Yo, what is going on here?" <laughs> but
0: Bray says, "Hey, man, whoever wins against Brock and Bray or Brock and Bobby, I want in." And then the next night, it was like, "Nah." <laughs> Brock- and we're gonna talk about that pull your ass match when we get to. Uh, Elimination Chamber proper because I hey man hilarious the the what, said that who
1: exactly said that?
0: just hilarious um Luther versus Mad Cat Moss who looks to be going through some type of character change um an interesting
1: I, I, an an injection of interesting serum yes yeah <laughs> just put a woman next to him and he's he's
0: right there um hey man I I, I enjoyed that I enjoyed the Sami Zayn thing at the end.
1: Well, how about the uh, how about the um the the women's tag team match that opened the show? Yeah, had, really had an Italian good. Shotzi versus Rhonda and Shayna. Shotzi's uh, been
0: in them classes, okay.
1: Listen, don't skip them. I don't even want you see. I don't want to hear you skip a week. She in classes. She hit that cat of mutilation. I was like, okay, all right, I see you. You know,
0: and it's you, good to see that you know she is trying to live up to what her push is because she's heavily pushed you know what i mean like she she's out there her and live to me they kind of have like the same type of vibe where it's like hey we we are gonna get we're gonna push the shit out of them and, the, and people right. are gonna we love them
1: yeah and, the people are gonna be behind him for sure
0: yeah and people are definitely behind her i i thought that again like not a lot of people were really in love with this the, the ronda match but i i thought that again like Give it time. You know what I mean? I'm into the fact that, like, they're not completely giving up on people unless you're Lacey Evans, who was not on the show at all. (laughs) Because why? (laughs) I mean, to be honest with you. Like, why? It was like someone even said it, like, countdown to them losing interest in her again. And they've already lost interest in her (laughs) again.
1: Because there's at least, like, seven other people. Like, no offense. Like, I'm not saying the roster's too, Jack, but there's, like, there's a million. There's Lacey Evans. Zaya Lee got called up, never had a plan in her life. She was she was she was a nigga from Naruto for a couple weeks and then that shit just dipped off.
0: Right. Aaliyah,
1: who's apparently been fine and well since like October. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what that's what we've heard. I think she said it on, on Twitter or something along those lines, but there was definitely a report. Like she's been good for months. <laughs> and she just hasn't been used.
0: Mania season, man. Uh,
1: listen. <laughs> also fucking um let's see what else happened on the smackdown oh you gotta talk about i mean the Sami Zayn thing was a moment i think uh a sustained applause for five minutes straight worthy and also like this is i I said if this was if he retires tomorrow i'm sorry i keep using that but if he retires tomorrow i think he'll be straight with how everything kind of happened because this is kind of like what you build towards this is like I don't want to keep bringing AEW into this even though we about to to be honest with you. In fact, they brought themselves into this. We're we'll going to talk about that in a couple yeah. seconds. Um but this is how you build towards something, right? Like I feel like AEW goes around the town, and they're just excited to be there, but there's no association with their talent the towns they're from the community that they're from there's no building a, a ecosystem to like yeah. where you can have this moment the only real one was punk
0: and but, and when Keith Lee debuted but then right Keith Lee came back last week and they didn't do it on dynamite they did it on ramp
1: they, they did it on the preempted ramp yeah <laughs> so it clock Like, what was the point of that like nobody even nobody even cared it's a and then the Miz stole the show after you hit that half court shot. Um, oh God. But well, listen, like it—it's it, like I'm not saying even if it's the little things because the, these aren't little things. These are like things you should do as a wrestler. Like a person's hometown is a large part of who they are, and even if you're able to tap into that for an extra amount of ticket sales, like you should be able to do that. Like there should be a pay per view where. um you go to Laredo, Texas, or something along those lines, and someone from there is featured on the show in a high-profile manner, or you, 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 if you want Brian Danielson to really like be the underdog in this, have a show in North Tacoma, Washington, uh, <laughs> wherever that is from, um, shut but shut up, have a man. show there. Uh, no, I, <sighs> but no, I just feel like you know this was a great moment, and it felt good, and it, and it. It was something I think we were all waiting for. The numbers have not come up for SmackDown yet, but I still imagine there are gonna be big numbers coming out of this because the man said he got cheered for five minutes and like pretty much went on an emotional, like, yo, we're gonna fucking win this. And the people were one hundred percent, a million percent behind him. Like it was amazing.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I I loved it. And I felt as though they could have just went the show could've went off the air at that point. And it still would have been cool, but again, it, it showed you that it was the hype that went into what we saw on um, on Saturday. But what 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 did you think of Gunther and, and Madcap before we get out before we, before we go to elimination chamber? Like, I feel yeah. like it was a good defense.
1: I thought it was good. I thought it was. Um, you know, clearly they have some plans for Madcap, and maybe this victory is supposed to be kind of like that pivot for him or this loss rather is supposed to be that pivot for him. So it seemed like there was a lot of business going in and coming out of this match, but it was a great match, great back and forth going through as a champion of champions and he's winning this, um, for sure. So it was a good match. It was a good match. I can't say I was like super like, Oh my God. Yes. I'm looking forward to this, but they did good in the role that they had. And you've seen people like Madcap Moss get a this opportunity, um, and you can kind of see, like, all right, they're at least giving people a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, Even though Aaliyah hasn't been on the show, she's a former tag team champion at this point. <laughs> like, they're giving people a chance with things on the show. I think you just got to be patient. And, you know, it'll make sense in the long run. But Let me- actually, but wait, before we get off Elimination Chamber. Oh, yeah, this. Because <laughs> we weren't the only ones watching SmackDown this week. <laughs> <laughs> so... Ariel Wani from Montreal. Um, hometown boy. Uh he's in the crowd. He's doing the he's doing the VJ shit. You know, the shit they used to do on TRO. I'm out here with the people. Ah, oh my god. And you're like, it's a great, you know, it's a great fan base. Montreal's a great city, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Like okay. they're doing all the jazz.
0: No one thought anything of it <laughs> when it was out. When it was on. No
1: one thought anything of it. Because we were like, "Yo, two plus two, man." He's from Montreal. They're doing Montreal. He's he doesn't a, have he's a free... website. yeah, and he's a. To be honest, with you he's a freelance worker. He does anything what he wants at this point. He doesn't. He's not h- held to any company. He kind of just does what he's paid to do. Right. Um. Want to bring up the tweet? Yeah, let's bring up the let's bring up the tweet. I'll bring up the tweet. T- Tony Khan. Tony Khan <laughs> had to be watching SmackDown
0: i bring it up. Dynamite. I got it
1: right here. Dynamite was over.
0: <laughs> here it goes, right? 8.56 p.m. You're a fraud, Ariel Hawani. You're <laughs> in the of a reporter as Tony Shivani. Hashtag AW rampage. And then Ariel Hawani responds. Thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legend in my books. And then Tony said, "Good luck with the unbiased journalism." I <laughs> say <it> like
1: that. <laughs> he's in his fields, but he's in his fields for the wrong person for the wrong reasons.
0: Back against the wall, which has led so many people to come out and say Tony is right for doing what he said. Or for for saying what he said, doing what he did, tweeting what he did at eight fifty six. He didn't say, and 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 this was brought up on Ariel's show on the MMA Hour the other day, which I listened to this segment. He didn't say like WWE sucks. He didn't say Roman sucks, or I got the best wrestlers in the world. He singled out one person on there, which makes it look even more like he's like butthurt, like is like like he is like so chafed by the fact that Ariel Helwani in his hometown was doing some correspondence for WWE, which made sense because everything in WWE last weekend was Canadian. Everything. You think Natty gets on that show if she wasn't Canadian? Hell no. I
1: think Edge ain't winning the fucking elimination (laughs) Chamber if he's not Canadian. Hell no. There's no way
0: he's winning if he's not Canadian. Everything was Canadian. So he had to have somebody there. Uh, they they invited GSP, George Shane Pierre was there. He ain't never been in no damn mm-hmm. <laughs> show before. It's because he's from there. Then Tony says this, and everyone gets all up in arms, and you got you start to see the peanut gallery of wrestling quote unquote journalists talking about unbiased journalism without reading in between the lines the fact that he covers WWE for BT Sport because he can't cover UFC because of the beef that he has with Daniel White. So he covers it. He doesn't mm-hmm. report on news. He doesn't get scoops. He doesn't the get. only it.
1: scoop he got, which was the only. And I, I don't even feel like it was a scoop because it was like, use your brain. <laughs> was that WWE was not purchased by the Saudis. <laughs> and, and that's a good point because it's funny that all these
0: people that were parroting this. I mean, Sean Ross Sapp notwithstanding, I don't even know where he had stood on this Hawani issue. But but. Everyone was going along with it. Oh, something big's gonna get announced. So for y'all to be like unbiased journalism, but y'all was not actually doing any journalism, is really funny to me. And it feels like it. It, it screams to me like, I'm sorry to say, it's, it It sounds like jealousy. It sounds like jealousy. It's like, jealousy. Jealousy. It, it's like I, I've seen somebody say he might not be able to cover WWE again. Why not? Or cover wrestling again? Why? Why not? He got a he got he got attacked. Okay? Like like Twitter attacked by mm-hmm. a billionaire. And all of his little fans were agreeing with it. Does that sound familiar? Elon Musk? Does That sound familiar? Hey man. Somebody who wants to be desperately liked? Does that sound familiar to me? To you?
1: This was I don't know, man. I'm like, bro, you gotta be shitting me. Like I'm I'm glad he responded the way he responded. First of all, what do you think snowman means? Um,
0: You you can (sighs) (laughs) There's ways to play it. Like, like he was, like, frosty. Like, he's, like, you know, he's cold. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like his show is cold. However, we all know what he meant.
1: We all know what he meant at the end of the day. Um, However, like, I just think this is, you got to look at, How he's reacting, look at his numbers and kind of realize, look at his show, which to me, I think was universally like (laughs) shitted on last week. I don't know if it was universally. Some people still like the show, but he's not in an upswing anymore. He doesn't have the momentum anymore. His momentum, and you realize kind of how fragile his momentum was because it was really as opposing vince mcmahon oh i'm opposing the 75 year old man who writes the shows and he's so out of touch i'm writing the cool show i'm writing the young show and then vince is no longer in power creative and suddenly the the tides begin to change it kind of makes you wonder like really what were we touting the creative genius of Tony Khan or were we just touting the fact it was an alternative that didn't really seem like it was run by the same people for the past 35 years?
0: Yeah, and it doesn't make it any easier or any more evident that AEW is kind of on a downswing than this this swing that he took at him during SmackDown. And it's also like, you're watching SmackDown. <laughs> like, you are legitimately watching SmackDown and I, I hope he took notes. I hope he took notes on how to do this.
1: Hey Amen. Michael Cole fried him too.
0: <laughs> but, but here's my other thing, Mills, is that there is nothing that is stopping Tony from calling Ariel in, to do the same thing. There's nothing stopping him from doing that.
1: You know what's stopping him? Fucking not having a creative bone in his body. Like the <laughs> like. There's it yeah, y- yes you're right 100% there's nothing stopping him from doing the same exact thing but realistically like he doesn't think that way he thinks in the wrestling match. he doesn't think of the production of an actual show he just thinks of what matches is going to pop for cage match and it's a i don't want to say it's unfortunate because it's really not everyone who chose to go there chose to go there <laughs> yeah there's there's no like i was forced to go there to support my family you chose to go there because you didn't want to be there. So it is what it is at this point. But he, AEW fans, you need to call out this man and tell him to do better. Y'all do not need to be um, out here on Twitter saying shit like, um, fuck, what was that tweet? I got to pull it up now. But it's a, you don't need to be capping for AEW. You don't need yeah. to be. You, you need to be hold, holding them accountable. As we've said, we've said this for like twenty years at this point. Um, we need to hold them accountable for the things that they know where the shows that we're not getting. Like why would you? I don't know. someone. See that. Listen to the Patreon segment.
0: You see the Kenny the Kenny interview where he he um he now says that Cody actually did a lot for AW. Hey
1: man, that boy Cody, man you couldn't you you, we needed him at that point i think he provided something else different i was like oh brother
0: no i and hey people can people can change people can come out of their feelings and and say stuff as long as they've they figure that that shit out right
1: Mm -hmm. but also with
0: mega said that his contract is either up or is about to be up they're, but though people are not sure whether he got nine months tacked on because of his injury, but it's 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 very heavily rumored that his contract is up at AEW. Mm-hmm. What what are we thinking?
1: So we came to this crossroads.
0: So, what, but before you, before you say that, what does it mean for Kenny Omega to return to AEW?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um... I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> it means. What does it mean?
0: Is it worth it? Like, what 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 is his worth there now that he doesn't even he doesn't even wrestle other people on the show that aren't in trios matches? He's
1: in his own I don't world. Know what is worth there is now? I think I don't know what his worth is in AEW right now. Like, I can't say he had a great championship reign, but I'm sure he's in the Cody situation where he was like, okay, I don't want to hold a title right now. I want other people to get a chance and stuff like that. But then at the same time, I guess you're not really doing what's best for business if you go this route. Um, If you're one of the most popular people in the company and could potentially be the face of the company, you're not really doing what you really should be doing in in terms for the best of the company. You're kind of just doing it for the best of, like, you know, to kind of, like, be polite in a sense. I don't know. We came at this crossroads in early 2009, when we were talking about it on the show. And we talked about Kenny's New Japan contract coming up. Mm-hmm. And we were like, should he go to AEW or should he go to WWE? And realistically, I, I remember saying that he doesn't have to really climb the pecking order in AEW. He's just going to be the man in AEW. Um, and even that now, kind of looking three years later, it's like he's the man, but like, is he really what's driving the company? To me, if you're looking for the man of AEW, it's probably closer to John Moxley and MJF than it is Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also said if he goes to WWE, you know, at the time, NXT was popping big. He honestly probably would have skipped NXT. Um, yeah. And had a similar AJ Styles run and kind of like them see where he kind of goes at there, but I'm not even sure. Like the, the personality type between him and AJ Styles is a little bit different, so I'm not sure. If it if it pans out the same for him, I think Vince McMahon had a lot more respect for AJ Styles and how he carried himself being a champion in multiple countries around the world kind of thing. Whereas... Um, I'm not sure if he has the same Vince McMahon would have the same respect for a you know video game guy who just you know just has really a lot of good matches. I'm not sure if that would have translated very well. Right. Um but we're, it's interesting we're at the same point again in 2023 and we're asking ourselves, should he stay in AEW where he would without a you know, he he's gonna be the third highest guy, or you can start over in WWE where it's kind of fresh. If I were him, you'd leave. I would leave. Yeah.
0: I, I I mean, it's, I feel like we're kind of in a weird moment with Kenny, just looking at it outside, looking in where it just seems like he's been on kind of a probationary period or kind of like kind of purgatory where it's like, they really don't know where he's going to go next. And if Kenny and the bucks leave the structure of AEW, the look of AEW changes drastically. You know.
1: Absolutely.
0: I don't know if that company with what they have, not having those guys is is the company that people wanted it to be. To be honest, if if the if the elite leave as well as Cody, that company's different. And
1: if it is honestly, NXT 2020.
0: And I don't know if it's necessarily better with like MJF in his current incarnation at the helm
1: of it. I don't know if it's better. I can't even say. I feel like a majority of this is just based on how the If there were better decisions being made and more creativity, it would be easier to kind of say, like, oh, you should stay here because he has so much other things to go for and, and opponents to have. But realistically, like, you've exhausted all of that so soon. And you've kind of diminished. I think he's diminished himself similar to how Cody did in AEW to not be the EVP who's kind of, like, being the world champion not to have the triple h backstage powers kind of deal um but at the same time i feel like you've handicapped your own company by doing that kenny omega's in the trios division right now but he's one of the bigger like he's in a he's in a place right now where he shouldn't be because the main event scene in aew kind of really needs all the help that it can get Mm -hmm. and he's currently they don't need a trios division yeah, they, honestly, yes, they don't need a trio's <laughs> division. Like I'm like I'm sitting here like, yeah, yeah. Wait, no, they don't need this division at all. But he he's taking a backseat on purpose to put over a trio's championship. Realistically, yeah, like right. no one really cares about AEW needs to help in all facets, and yet I'm not sure if Kenny Omega's needle mover, but at least freshens up that division that's kind of looking for a place to put Adam Cole. Looking for a place to, f- to figure out where the hell Chris Jericho is going to be every week, um, MJF, John Moxley, all these other people who are doing all these kind of things. It's like realistically, they need to hone in. If I'm Kenny Omega, I know, based on who Triple H is, and who Triple H understands that who Kenny Omega is, um, I would see. I think you can't. You got to at least try. Like we said
0: last year, looking at what Cody did and how he got pushed, I why that sting
1: I, shit? <laughs>
0: yeah, like why would you not try? After seeing how Cody's been treated, why would you not try? Unless you don't have like the, the the negotiation game that he did. I mean, Cody got a he got a good agent from what I hear, but you know, I don't see why you wouldn't try. at, at this point, I mean, what's what's the alternative? Being on a sinking ship. The chairs on the the chairs on the Titanic look nice too. You know, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> still, still went down, you know, still went down. Um, Elimination Chamber. Let's see. Let's run through the show real quick. Women's Elimination Chamber started the match. This is for a shot at Bianca Belair's WWE Championship at WrestleMania. I thought they was working. I've seen a lot of people down on this match a
1: little bit, but I thought the match was actually pretty damn good. I saw they did this great thing. And to me, this pay-per-view kind of really did feel, it, it's weird. It felt like an NXT takeover. Because right. it really felt like an opportunity for all these people to kind of like show what they had and show what they brought. And I would say the only match that didn't show me anything was the match after this. But um, Asuka, Carmella, Liv Morgan, Natalia, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, they all killed it. Like, yeah. I think they all killed it. Um, I personally, if I were to say there was a unsung hero in this match, to me, I really like Carmela and what she did in this match.
0: Yes. Playing the spoiler, playing the big spoiler in the match, I thought where people were thinking that Carmela could actually pull this off is very hard to do. And you didn't want to have Oscar be too dominant, even though she was pretty damn dominant in the match. But you're still getting over this new character of Asuka, but also trying to reintroduce Carmella and that she's a player here. Like, she's been a champion. She's, you know, she she's she's a vet. You know what I mean? And, and trying to play that off. And you had so many good personalities here that I thought that it really came off well. And again, like you said, Raquel did her thing. It might not be her year. Like, it is so very blatant that it is not her year. But I mm-hmm. think this year is going to be her year. Like, like, after Mania
1: is her year, for sure. I think so as well. I think they're, they're just a... Uh... We're waiting until kind of everything settles after Mania to really put these people in position. But, I mean, everyone really d- did really well in this match. Everyone brought their own thing. Asuka ends up winning it. I mean, I think everyone and their mama picked Asuka. Um, it was a good match. It was yeah. a good match. A Great opening to the show.
0: Right after this, you had Brock versus Bobby. Started off well. Uh, I-, I think that we were all, like, expecting it to to run the way that it did um there was the bray thing looming over it which had us scratching our heads yeah so when brock hit the low blow which is a lame ending admittedly this is the worst match on the show honestly it was the worst match on the show because not only this but it screams that i don't know who i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you know point fingers but somebody in that match said, no, I'm not facing Bray. And somebody said, I want to do something different and I don't want to do this Bray shit. But my thing is this. if And I'm going to go to Raw here for, for mm-hmm. a second. Or, but if you're if Brock is going no to say no to fucking Bray, he's tired of the Bobby Lashley stuff. Bobby, you get your W, whatever, DQ, whatever. We're not going to finish this off. Why would you then put Omos in his direction? That is not what we want to see.
1: I feel like Omos is a... I don't feel like he's going to be the actual opponent. I feel like he's a, he's a, not a distraction. What we call yeah. I feel like he is I I don't think he's actually going to face all but I could be wrong. But because I feel like that would be like a Vince McMahon ass shit to, thing to do. But also, I don't know. Brock Lesnar WrestleMania, biggest WrestleMania of all time. On he doesn't other, really have. Go ahead.
0: On the other end, Bobby and Bray isn't something I want to see either. I'm going to just be honest with you, like, not not to, like, this was, like, I like Bobby Lashley. I am kind of over Bobby Lashley, if that makes sense.
1: He's, I think he's good as a face, and him in any other kind of role, to me, isn't as a, uh, it doesn't hit as hard. Like, it's not he's, pointed enough.
0: He's been babyface and heel back and forth for the past two months.
1: Yeah. And the fact that even that's the case is to me, it doesn't it to me, this clearly feels like there's no direction for Bobby, right? Like there's they don't want to put him against Roman.
0: But he's they always do. gotta be strong. Like yeah. again, we're running into 2020 Lashley here where it's like you don't have nothing for him, but he's always got to beat people that like probably have something better going for them or something like that. Like you ended this whole feud between these two so flat, you could have just had Bobby win. <laughs> you know what I mean? You could have just had Bobby win clean, and it wouldn't. And Brock wouldn't have been hurt at all, in my opinion. It wouldn't have hurt. Like what? What would have hurt them to have? What would it have hurt them to have like shit going through? Or even Bray. Fuck it. Even Bray come out and distract them, and and then and then lose that way. You know what
1: I mean? I feel like we're gonna get a stipulation match in WrestleMania. It's got to be something, right? Like, i don't know i i th- this was the most
0: perplexing decision on the show and people want to say it's a sammy thing no this was because technically okay no one really won by pinfall but bray still has this challenge is the challenge now null and void also where's la Knight? but is, is the challenge now null and void <laughs> like i don't know it, the, the thing is trying to book around bray when it seems as though meals there's so many people that don't want to work with bray is really interesting right. It, it, it seems. It looks like Roman don't want to work with Bray. Brock don't mm-hmm. want to work with Bray. It, Bobby. It don't even seem like he's really about to go. Well, he mentioned Bray, so it looks like that's going to be the direction. But like, it don't seem like nobody wants to work with him. So, it's a tough beat.
1: <laughs> it is. It, it is, is quite the tough beat. Is a tough beat, man. It's a. It's a. I think really, realistically, the only person who got the best out of Bray in a program. I would not say a match, but a program is Randy Orton. And I can't really think of anyone that the program seemed cool and it seemed like very interesting from week to week than the Randy Orton thing. I mean, Randy Orton got set on fire and came out with a melted shit on his face. Um, There's a, there a lot of things. But yeah, this was the most perplexing. I didn't like any. I I, I could care less for this match. I, I would tell you, to be honest, to skip it if you're rewatching this. Because it's... You don't really gain anything from it. You don't lose anything from it. Brock Lesnar um, not only gets disqualified, he hits an F5 on Lashley after the match and then hits an F5 on him through the table and then also F5's the referee. <laughs> got his heat back table. for
0: what? Yeah, got, got his heat back for what? No reason for him to get his heat back here. He could have just lost. He's We've even seen him lose all year. <laughs> he could have lost again. Like, I feel like he won because he's
1: Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he looks wrong because he's Canadian.
0: <laughs> um, after this, the Grit couple um, faced off against the Judgment Day. Love um, this match. Say so, what? Uh,
1: I said I love this match.
0: It was a good match. Rhea is operating on a different level. And it is scary to have a company where you have Bailey, Becky, Asuka, Bianca, now Rhea... And then, on like kind of the mid card r- role, you have, you have Liv, you have, Ron, you have, um, well, shit, you got Ronda too, you got Raquel, you got so many talented women right mm-hmm. now that are, that are operating at such a fucking crazy level that are going to probably all be on this show. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that we're going to get at least six of the people I named there.
1: Okay. I think. I think Rhea Ripley worked a great match during this. I thought Finn Balor, I thought all parties involved did a great job in what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um I think uh again, I am I'm, I'm 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 wary of how this Rhea Ripley Charlotte thing is gonna work out. We're gonna see it on Friday in person to kind of just see how it feels. Two and I feel two like
0: programs getting set up. Two programs getting set up on Friday.
1: Absolutely. And I think Dom and, Ray and uh and Rhea and Charlotte. But I think this will be a good indication for WWE as well, because they haven't really been in the ring against one another. And you kind of got to... There's a way to make Charlotte the face in this situation easily. But will she? I don't know. <laughs>
0: i would. I really would. I and I think Rhea was kinda um doubling down on her doing something diabolical too. And I'm gonna I'm gonna lipo. I'm a lipo it.
1: Yeah, that's what I, that's what realistically I have to do. I kinda have to see it in, in in person. I gotta see it in in the store. This is like one of them jeans like you see online. You're like, I don't know. Let me let me try go to the store see the yeah, let me let me try it on. Let me see the stitching on this shit. Um and and you see what happened. First of all <laughs> shout out to um Edge kicking out that brass knuckle shot because Beth almost missed
0: it. Yeah, she dead.
1: A- <laughs> um, oh God. the simultaneous power bombs. What else happened here? Glam slam, all these a shatter machine. That was a nice touch. Um very good. I, I became a lot less uh
0: convinced that Edge was leaving wwe to go to aew or whatever after this match
1: he i think he wants to he realistically does want to end his career at some point relatively soon but i think he's having a lot of fun as well because he's putting his working boots on he's realistically like he's had to wrestle three different styles in three different decades um but he's acclimating to the environment that he's in and i think that's awesome and it, it, it's in, well we'll get to it when we get to raw yeah for sure um oh yeah
0: we definitely have to get to that anyway because that has huge implications for a report that came out hours before raw came out but uh, mm-hmm. or hours before raw came out and everyone's at like, all so you see it and it's like oh wait uh men's elimination chamber i'm speechless still about this match i know a lot of people are very partial to the goldberg elimination chamber um But I think this is the best Elimination Chamber they've ever done.
1: I think the Goldberg one to me was a a force of nature. So I still have that one pretty high up because I think realistically it told a really good story. And it was a very, I remember being so mad at that ending. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) How the hell did Triple H pin Goldberg? Like, the fuck?
0: I was like, what?
1: Okay. He can't keep so, getting I'm, away I'm, with it. That's that, that was me. <laughs> that was Od me. He can't keep getting away with this shit. The man has a torn groin and still won the match. Um <laughs> but this was a really good match. This kind of took me back to the NXT days. Like this is this is and shout out to everyone who was in this match. I mean, everyone got something.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: and I, you know. The Montez Ford shit. I don't know what listen, Bianca hooked him up, first of all. Yeah. Really <laughs> made I said him look this like, <laughs>
0: made him
1: look like a solo star, baby. <laughs> made him look good. I was like, damn, this nigga fits fire too.
0: <laughs> Even like going into it, we were like, we knew Montez was gonna like you know, glow up and 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 really look really good in the match everyone looked everyone played their position and mm-hmm. even if you were, if you're on Bronson Reed you came out of this like yo I'm sold on the guy and even on Monday I'm like even more I'm like damn I'm, am I fucking with this nigga like I not yeah like Gargano hurt himself but again <laughs> he was going crazy in the match
1: <laughs> <sighs> fucking all right so we I mean there's a ton of great moments in this match from Montez coming off the top. I mean, Damian Priest doing his thing in this match. Well, I, I want to give him his props as well. Eric um, and Rana off the top of the of the of the of the pod. Of the pod off, everyone teaming up to eliminate Bronson Reed. Um, and then I think Montez had two eliminations in this, which was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Right, they
0: this? they clearly made him out to be a star. Austin Theory. Again, if this is Austin Theory's kind of pool of contenders, so to speak, mm-hmm. during his reign, it's gonna be good. And he is at least, you know, he's not like a indie flippy guy, but he at least has the timing and the the wherewithal as a heel and as a character to know where he where he stands and and make him hateable. Um, I really feel like Seth to me was kind of the odd person out because it felt like he didn't belong
1: with all these guys. But they made it work anyway. They had Logan Paul show up. Wasn't advertised to be there. And he just yeah. pulled up. Um, like everybody else at this point. He, he flies anywhere. I'm pretty sure he got his own private jet. Man, hit the cleanest buckshot lariat I've ever seen in my life. All right. <laughs> Here you go. In, in my li- it's bet. Listen, man. He might have to retire that move. He might have to retire to move, cause Adam Page ain't doing it the way Logan Paul doing it. This man, swung, he the way he swung his momentum came in the swing down, like it wasn't even like I land on my feet and I'm gonna hit you with the Larry. Nah, this nigga was on the way down. De- hit him with the. I was like, damn, this
0: is good. Shot Larry he's good but I, I was he's hoping good. I was hoping that he was going to HBK it because that hasn't been done in a really long time where came out interferes. the little
1: came out the little thing came out the little yeah uh, that's
0: like still I, who I, you I, are. I, <laughs> I I thought that the the, the HBK school of uh, screwing someone out of Elimination Chamber to me is one of the best mania setups and I'm glad that they're kind of using it here on Seth um, I would expect him to show up on Impulsive to beat somebody ass very soon <laughs> Beat up his friends. <laughs> they already got beat up. <laughs>
1: beat him up again, yeah. man. you are on the business too.
0: They already got beat up, man. God damn. Um, but no, I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't give this any more accolades than it's already gotten. It's, it's my favorite match of the year so far, bar none. Um, it's, it's probably this match and Kenny Omega and uh, and Osprey are my two favorite matches of the year so far. So, main event time. When you watched the main event between Roman and Sammy, were you kind of like on your feet, like what's going to happen more than really watching the match?
1: No, because I knew what was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd resign to the fact. Like, I'm not. I mean, I've I mean, like storyline
0: I mean like story wise, my bad. Not like who's going to win.
1: Okay. Storyline wise, I I would love to continue to talk about how this entire fits within the mold of the Giant story. Um, it's kind of, I I knew that KO was going to come out. Um, everyone was saying Jimmy and Jay couldn't make it into the country. I mean, I just had to see it for myself. I wasn't going to take there. I don't take like reports that people people swear, like, oh, they in jail. They can't leave the country. I'm like, bro, this is Canada. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, maybe not, like, go overseas, but, like, Canada? Yeah, Probably. I thought this was a great homecoming. I thought this was a great opportunity to be for Roman Reigns to finally live in his element of being a heel. Um mm-hmm. I thought this told an amazing story. I think even even using Sami Zayn's wife, I was like, damn, you got a wife? I didn't know that. Um, no one did until the morning
0: of the Elimination Chamber. <laughs> it's
1: like his wife. I was like, damn, all right. She looked like she owned a coffee shop. She looked nice. Um, but I thought this was amazing. I just really did. I mean, it's not, the, it's not a five-star match to me, but I think it had all the elements where the people are... Inv- this is what you want out of a wrestling main event, right? You want the people involved. You want there to be a clear, concise bad guy, a good guy that everyone is rooting for, and a major stakes on the line. And... I think Sami Zayn, I think even at some points we look past the match to figure out where this story is going because the story is that damn good. And I feel like that's kind of what I did with this match, if that makes sense.
0: No, it, it, it did feel good. Like it, it felt like if you wanted to make Sami look like a top guy, you did it. You, on the level of KO which i've always felt like he's never really like Sammy's always been next to KO but never felt like he was on the same level as right. KO
1: if that makes he sense out as of they've a been a spear and an Uso mm-hmm. splash
0: mm mm-hmm. mhm and and they made they made him here um it gave me shades of when Sammy won the NXT title in NXT in, uh, in NXT where mm-hmm. that was the moment he crossed over into just not just being a jokey kind of fun guy and they they just everything was so meticulous and so great to the Jimmy appearance to, I, I think I have one complaint, but, um, you know, everything just made a lot of sense except for the one thing. And that was Jay coming out and not doing anything. I I've, I was confused as to why he was out there and yeah. he, he didn't get physical. He, he was only there to get speared and he never showed up again. And I thought that that was a weird moment in the match that, I, I thought needed a little bit more explaining and I am i don't know if I don't know how you could explain it. But um, other than that, everything made sense. And there was just a sense of like, even when Roman beat him, he wasn't cocky when he did it. He felt like, you know, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm losing I'm losing everything. You know what I mean? And, and, and I think that, again, if this is the fall of the bloodline storyline is we're continuing it. It was a great next chapter and it was a great bridge to it. Then you get KO coming out. I've never seen Roman Reigns get laid out at the end of a show before. Mm-hmm. So for people to complain about Sammy not winning, he got the moral victory that not even John Cena got, not even Brock Lesnar got. They don't ever beat up Roman at the end of the show. He's always standing tall and Michael Cole saying, we'll see you later. <laughs> that did not happen this time. He got his moment. And, and that's something Drew didn't even get in his hometown. You know what I mean? Like that just not, it's, it's, he got a lot. And, and I feel like people need to understand that even if he's not the direction, he did get a lot in terms of how he'll be perceived now as a baby face. Cause this is one of the best heel to baby face turns I've, I've ever seen. Um,
1: I think, I mean, there's a lot of elements with Sami Zayn and, and his shining. I mean, they got his old music back, which is great. I, I mean, I wouldn't have cared if they kept his like his new music, <laughs> but the old music back is a nice touch. I think, um, it's weird. Like, we're in a space... I feel like this is definitely is... Uh, it's kind of like a little reminiscent of the Attitude Era, where you kind of have new stars kind of really being pushed to the forefront. Like, you're developing people that... More people that people want to see. And this mm-hmm. isn't a bad problem at all. Because now you have Roman, you have Seth. Um, those were usually the people that everyone kind of clamored for. And then you also had Bianca and Becky and all this stuff. Stuff like that. But now you have Cody... You have KO, you have Sami Zayn. These are people that, like, legitimately, when the TV is on, you're going to want to watch them. Um, they're not like middling in a feud with Elias, or they're not spending too much time with Baron Corbin, even though they did that shit. But these are legitimately like a tr- people that people are behind and kind of want to see, and they hold a very strong place on the roster. Yeah. Um, I also think. I agree with you about the Jay Uso thing. I didn't really like how he got like speared accidentally because I'm like, bro, if this is the if this is like the the end for Jay to get back with the bloodline, which I don't think it is, to be honest with you, the, the way I tell this story is Jay does not side back with the bloodline ever again. In fact, Jay is the one um who now has to reconcile with his brother a little bit. Well, on the yeah. same side Kevin Owens has to reconcile with his brother and they have both teams kind of have issues they need to get through but ultimately they choose brotherhood in their own various ways over kind of like I guess the the the, the Roman-esque kind of alignments are you with Roman or are you not
0: essentially Jay has to choose Jimmy in the same way that Kevin has to choose Sammy you know right. what I mean and as that kind of, if, if they can tell that story and and, and thread that needle, because they've thread that needle very carefully to a point where no one was even sad that Cody came out on Monday. It was with it, because now it's like, no, we just want to see them all lose the titles. And people finally want to see that. <laughs> people finally are not cheering these people. They're not cheering the bloodline. And I, I think that that's just a, a, an amazing kind of like, Way that they've they've impacted this whole storyline in the in the last uh, in the last week or so is is that now you do not cheer these people?
1: Do we need to wonder where Solo was? Is there something that we need to worry about?
0: I wouldn't worry about it. I wouldn't
1: worry about it. I feel like
0: well, I did see see an idea floated that maybe Solo helps Jimmy defend the titles against uh, Ko and Sammy if if since you know Jay doesn't want to return. That would be
1: weird as fuck, because he's not the tag team champion. <laughs> and if I was Jay, J, I'm like, I'm not giving back my belt. Fuck out of here, nigga. Um, and he's probably going to say it just like that, too. But um, no, it's a, you know, it was an interesting circumstance. to ending, certainly. I don't think it was the big climax moment that Royal Rumble is. But to me, this is the transition point. Oh, let's move this feud on. Roman Reigns has defeated. He moves on to WrestleMania. And so do Kevin and Sammy. They move on to WrestleMania as well. Mm -hmm. And you saw that Jay. I mean, there was at least some contact, so there's something there that you can kind of go off of. Jimmy also along there somewhere. Um, Can we move on to Monday Night Raw on that kind of promo? Yeah. um... The the promo where essentially Sammy Zayn kind of comes out and... For a long time, he was clouded by the fact of, I guess, his alignment with Roman Reigns and like what, not necessarily, I don't think he was ever in lust for power, but I think he just wanted to be heard and also associated with some respect. Yeah. yeah. And I think he found that in the bloodline, whereas he didn't over the last year and a half where he was with, you know, where he's with Shinsuke and, and Cesaro or he's with himself or doing his own conscious conspiracy kind of thing. All he wanted to do was really be heard. Um, but you realize it's not, you know, not all good friends, not all friends are good friends. And now he stands in the ring and he calls out Kevin Owens and says, you've tried your best at taking under the blue line, but you could never do it by myself. And I could never really do it by myself either. So let's say we do this together. And I thought that was like, okay, it's kind of like recalibrating where they were kind of at in this story. Now, um, Sami Zayn isn't saying, like, I'm going to go fuck Roman Reigns up and and, yeah. and uh, invade the main event of WrestleMania. I think he's conceded the fact that he's not going to WrestleMania. <laughs> I think, and I think I, for the WWE Championship, and I think everyone can concede that as well. Um, But then KO comes out, and he says, listen, man, I ain't do that for you. I ain't really do that for you. Which he's capping. He's a big capping. Um, he says, I ain't do that for you. Uh, I did it for my family who had to watch me get my ass kicked on the Royal Rumble in front of a record breaking crowd.
0: While uh, he stood there, mind you, you mention while Sammy stood there. And then you forget that because they only play the chair shot, meals. He did sit yeah. there and watch them do that for five minutes.
1: It was like, but well, he was, you know, he was a little trivial. She's like, hey guys, I think we can stop now. I think 17 super kicks <laughs> are enough. Um, But he was like, I also did it for your family because, you know.
0: So they didn't see you get beat up like my family saw mine get beat up. And I said, I thought that was a really good reasoning. One thing I love about the way that they're writing, like Triple H's creative team is writing stuff now, is that the, the, the baby faces don't look stupid anymore. hmm. And they're bringing up things that they saw. They're bringing up things that we saw. And they're bringing it back so that we don't have to be on this show saying, why didn't he bring up the fact that Sammy Zitten <laughs> the
1: figure? Right. And then he ends the promo with, essentially, if you need someone to take down the bloodline, go talk to your nigga Jay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Talk to your little girlfriend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Talk to your little girlfriend because I don't need no help. I'm gonna do this by myself. I'ma live by myself. I'm gonna do this by myself. And I thought that was amazing. I thought it was great uh storytelling. You we we know where this is all going because we all watch fucking pro wrestling before.
0: But it was also weird that they um that they that people were saying that Sammy and KO should have hugged in the ring, and I said no. Six weeks left. What are they gonna do?
1: <laughs> I think, I think people do want to see KO and Sami Zayn hugging the ring, but this is a show business, baby.
0: <laughs> My God, that <laughs> was like they can't, they can't, they can't hug each other. They can't. address... No, do you? Did Sammy low blowed him at Survivor Series, man. Come on, man. On
1: for months, man. For months. Um, it's crazy. But I'm interested to see where this goes. I want to know the big climax point. It's gotta be within the next couple of weeks at this point. It's gotta be at least because they gotta tell the story of them reconciling, and then they also gotta like pretty much uh kind of solidify them as an actual team itself before we get to Mania. So I'm looking forward to that. Baron Corbin comes out, gets his ass handed to him <laughs> by Sammy's.
0: I had to let Sony get his, uh, Sammy get his heat back, so I, I get it. Hey,
1: man. Because the man, look, he looked ravaged, bro. You see his back. You see his front. I thought it was like, yo, who whipped this man? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I mean, I guess, I guess we lead right into like the Cody stuff because a lot of Raw was just kind of like there this week. Yeah. Um, but I get it because, again, um, they've been working <laughs> all last week. This was kind of like the, all right, y'all, we can take a rest. <laughs> we, we can take the foot off the gas a little bit. Um, the Cody the Cody promo uh with, with Heyman and the neck the neck brace. And uh I'm wondering what is going to be the outcome of this because I feel as though this will definitely have some sort of outcome for mania. Um, whether it be Cody taking out Heyman for talking that shit or and and having Roman come out by himself for the main event, which is something that I feel like is a very real possibility.
1: Mm-hmm. Or what, you don't think Brandy Rose coming out and calling him a black bitch?
0: <laughs> stop it. <laughs>
1: okay,
0: please stop. But um, I I thought that again, you're you're kind of they're, they're playing to Cody's emotions of of him being the guy that never got to get there, mm-hmm. and the burden of his father. And again, like at this point, I'm like, what day are they going to face off? Because that's going to be two million, two point five million, guaranteed. Well, you, know
1: where it's ha- you know where it's happening. <laughs> where? It's gonna happen on SmackDown, baby. It's not gonna happen on no damn raw.
0: <laughs> it has to. Right? It, it, it has to. Like, um They gonna I, say rose is coming to Wait. SmackDown,
1: and I'm gonna be like, okay, cool. Let me let me let me figure myself out. Um I, I don't know. When do you think it's gonna happen? What what week? um john cena comes back to raw soon uh where's john cena back two weeks from? i could say i'm thinking either next friday or the friday after that i really well to be honest it's too many damn shows at this point um it's just six weeks <laughs> when is when is roman do we have a roman reigns tour schedule do we have a roman reigns
0: going to be on raw in march he's going to be in, in on raw in march um, he's set uh, 20th? Uh, March twentieth 20th. March 20th in St. Louis.
1: Nigga, that's too far. <laughs> they got to see each other before then. Damn. Um, match schedule. Okay. Yeah, they got to see each other before then. We can't wait till March no fucking twentieth. It's just, it's just damn near the twentieth of February right now. Um, and that would
0: be the week before. God damn, that would be the week before Mania. Yeah, yeah, I would go go ahead and say that he would probably be in the 20th and 27th episodes of Raw, but even then, it's like uh, niggas ain't getting tired of this of him not being on Raw
1: at all. (laughs) No, I don't know, no, but I like when he's on Raw, but I don't really need him on Raw because for this, he he should be on Raw, no, he should be on Raw for sure, but I feel like he looks better on SmackDown. I don't know. Raw is just, I don't know. Raw and Roman Reigns don't, don't jive with me as well as Roman Reigns on SmackDown. But I don't know. I had a bad um, experience there.
0: But I, I thought it was a good promo segment with Cody. Cody didn't have much to say this week. Uh, he actually apologized for, like, the length of the promo. Um,
1: damn, I ain't get my shit off. I'm sorry. I know y'all needed that.
0: I feel like I feel like Heyman definitely went long. Because he was actually there. That was not a pre-tape. He was actually there. <laughs> he did not go long. <laughs> that was not a pre-tape. He um, yes,
1: nigga just like we are.
0: Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to get us through. Uh Bianca meets Things occur. Um Edge versus Awesome Theory.
1: Um, you know what? I wasn't really paying attention crazy, crazy, but they did kick it up a little bit. I I think um it was a good TV main event.
0: The fact that Austin can work with the vet like Edge. And not look timid or again, kind of like he was out of his depth, says a lot to his growth in the past two years.
1: Well, he's got to prepare for the big one that's coming up soon. Yeah. He's I'd got, he,
0: he has to get ready for that. He does mention Cena <laughs> this episode. He mentioned Cena and he says he will be waiting for him to show up on Raw. So that looks to be a lock right there. I can see why Stone Cold said no to this mania. I can see why I said no to this meeting. There's no there's no there's no air room, there's no like airfield for him. There's there's no there's no room for him on this.
1: No, no, you you're right. He probably will still appear, maybe. Yeah. I don't
0: know. He lives up the street, so like he probably still show sure. up.
1: <laughs> we get to we get you to work like Ariel.
0: <laughs> but in the end, Edge who says, and I and when he said this, I said, Nigga, it ain't over. You say this all the time. He said, Judgment days in my rear view, and I said, Oh, they're gonna interfere.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's only ain't you ain't doing nothing. Shut the fuck up.
0: <laughs> and so a couple hours before Raw, someone, uh, our, our Sean Russat, put out an article saying, you know, they don't know when they're going to do the, the demon thing. And the demon thing was supposed to happen in January, it was supposed to happen last month. And Edge's schedule stopped it from happening. So when Finn came out, I said, oh, we're definitely getting the demon at WrestleMania. We're definitely getting Edge versus Finn Balor, probably Brood Edge versus Demon Finn. They're like one and one, right? Like pinfall wise, or is is it's two and one?
1: It's I all- don't remember <laughs> this feud. I I find it very interesting, and I like the fact that the impetus of Judgment Day happens at WrestleMania last year, and I guess it all ends at WrestleMania this year. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a long form storytelling that I don't even think was intentional, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I think it's really because they really don't have anybody like. If Edge isn't facing at Finn, if Edge isn't facing Finn at this Mania, he's probably facing Bray or Bobby. Like, it'll be Finn. I don't, yeah, no, it's it's definitely Finn. Um, Finn on the Mania but, card. Wow. <laughs> listen, man, and if he gets to do the demon, I'm, I mean, I'm not I haven't seen an evil demon yet. Maybe I gotta look back into my. He's probably done it before. He
0: but. has done the demon when he was healed before. Yes, it, uh, look up like Finn Balor carnage demon i believe it was versus koda Emushi? or no it was it was against um his old tag team partner taguchi okay I look that up he dressed as carnage but um there's a there's a hey there's a if there's a ip combination he could do with the demon paint this time he'll probably do it with that too but I, I
1: pitch I, black baby come on
0: <laughs> hey it could happen but I think Finn and Edge, if that's the direction, I think it's a good direction. I think, again, night one is probably going to be like the wrestly wrestly show. Night two will be the spectacle show. And I will put Edge and Finn on night two.
1: I agree. Um What's wrong? Did you like Lita coming back and doing her thing?
0: I liked it. There was a bit of an awkwardness after they got the belts where I feel like no one knew what to do. Um, <laughs> it was kind of awkward. Dakota is not
1: healed. So
0: I don't know how they're going to make that work
1: chicanery something I don't know it's a this is a very interesting program how they're kind of just like shoehorning Lita into it
0: what if it is it does end up being damage control Becky and Lita versus Rhonda and Shayna at Wrestlemania that is a that's a big time match
1: I think it is as well
0: that that makes those tag titles look way more important than they did last year
1: no for sure for sure they ain't really doing nothing with them, to be honest with you. Um, Eo don't even seem that interested. She's like, nah, whatever. <laughs> Eo just <laughs> like, Eo like, can I get my solo right now? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna
0: lead the squad, but can I get my solo run?
1: Yeah. So, I think that would be that would be fun. That would be fun for sure. Um, all right. Yeah, that was raw. I guess that,
0: that was raw. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to. The a show this week we were six weeks away five weeks away going in uh and yeah I, I'm 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 hella excited for for mania more than I was last year I think and I was going last year but here we are another one that's gonna be a pretty big shakeup for the company and I can't wait to see what happens next week uh so thank you for listening make sure you check out the war report I I pray for them every single week <laughs> I pray for them we get to talk about the man of the people Sami Zayn they gotta talk about MJF Vehicular Homicide So uh <laughs> hey man
1: Jinder Mahal Is uh, gonna be on NXT This week oh, For god. the NXT Championship
0: Oh god so. pray, pray for them I'm so sorry y'all So I'll see you We'll see you guys Next week On The A Show For Meals I'm Justin Peace out y'all